First up this morning, though, is one of our most successful writers. She has sold over 15 million books and her new book just out is The Wedding Party. Good morning, Cathy Kelly. Good morning. How are you, Mary? Lovely. Miriam, lovely. I'm, I'm in a moment. Yeah, no, lovely <laughs> for you to be here. Listen, your brand new book, The Wedding Party, it's just been released. Your 22nd book in almost as many years. I know. It, it startles me too. Obviously, I started when I was four. No, no, I didn't start when I was four. But yeah, it's amazing. It's, I don't know, a combination of drive and, and contracts and, and fear of failure. I keep thinking, I must do this book. And, and you know, I think in, in all our businesses, we have, we sign a contract and it says, you must write a book in X amount of time. And I was the girl who always had her homework done. So I feel, I must have that book ready. So... You didn't start out as a writer, sure you didn't. Bring me back a little bit. Tell me about where you grew up and where, when you decided you wanted to be a writer. I don't know if I ever consciously thought of being a writer when I was young. I was very invested in reading. I read, you know, the big joke was I learned to read when I was three and my grandmother in the West of Ireland used to get me to to read the Western people to people. The other thing she used to do was she used to show people my hairy back. I'm not making this up. Um, I don't have a hairy back, but this was, you know, she went, look at her back. Anyway, you know, on these things, you know, great, <laughs> great stories are made. Um, so I, I loved reading. And then I, you know, went through school and I was good at school and I ended up doing journalism college. And I got into the Sunday world and I thought, OK, this is where I'm meant to be. And I don't think it was where I was meant to be, because I think there's a very specific type of person who is a, a really good journalist. And I think I was too soft and too interested in the people behind the stories, which mm-hmm. is hard to do in a, in a paper like that. I mean, you know, it's fine if someone says, write a 4,000 word feature on, you know, pain behind life. But it's no good if you've got to write 400 words with a, you know, short, mm-hmm. snappy intro, a few backup pars and a joke at the end. So at some point I thought, I will write. But I, I just hadn't got around to doing it. I'd had a few abortive attempts, but they were in my early 20s. But they were, I don't know, scrabbling around in the dark. And then I was, I don't know, 26, 27. And I thought, I'm going to write what I would like to read. And that really was was it. I used to sit at home. I was living in Cavantilly at the time. And my little dog would sit on the couch and look at me with sad, longing eyes like she was a deprived puppy, um, which is a dog thing. And... Um, and I wrote on a second-hand kitchen table, on a second-hand computer and um, started from there. Because I think there'll be a lot of people listening on this Sunday morning who, who feel they would really love to write a book, maybe have tried and have failed. And, and did you get success very quickly or did you also have failure at first? Um, I was lucky in that I had success quickly. I my first book was called Woman to Woman and it was published in 1997 by Pullbeg and it was just published in Ireland and I, you know, I didn't ever think of it going anywhere else. It was a miracle anyone was publishing it as far as I was concerned and one of my characters was called Ashling, and Ashling is a name that people outside of Ireland do have a problem with. The number of people later on would say, is that Aisling? You know, it's so, mm. so funny. Um, so it was... You know, I thought it was lovely to write, but I didn't think this was going to be a career. And suddenly it was number one for eight weeks. And I was in typical Irish fashion, morto. I'd be in the office and people would say, how's the book going? I go, it's fine, it's all right. Because I was, you know, weirdly mm. embarrassed at this 
at this success. Now, I hadn't made any money at this point. I didn't make any money for several years. Um, and then eventually I I stopped working full time and I became a full time writer. It took me about two years to make any money at all at all. And um, that was terribly thrilling to have money. I went out and I bought a pair of shoes, which I, I thought were, were grey and they were, you know, posh looking shoes. And I was very excited with myself. I still have them because they are a symbol of a time when I when I wore high heels because now I wear flat everything's. Um, and it was it was thrilling. It was just so exciting. But I think all creative lives have, have ups and downs and you have to learn to to deal with that. And are you very, like the 22 books in as many years, as we said, but are you very disciplined now in how you write? Like, do you say, I'm going to write a book every year, every two years? How do you approach your writing now? The way it works in in what I do is that I will sign a contract with a publisher for, we'll say, three books and we will nail down when I'm going to deliver them. And I'm a great one for saying, ah, oh, yes, like, you know, I'll do that in that time, which is a bit like saying, yes, I'll meet you there in half an hour and I get there 45 minutes late. That's the slight problem. So I am disciplined in the sense that I've worked for myself. It's like running a small business mm. on, on some levels. You know, you're dealing with correspondence and emails and stuff. Um, so I am disciplined, but I'm also a bit away with the fairies sometimes, you know, and I'll say, oh, my God, there's weeds in the garden. I'm going out to do the weeding and, you know, I'm going to get groceries and, oh, I'll just ring this friend. And suddenly the deadline is approaching and I'm going, holy moly. And that's when the, the journalist kicks in and gets mm-hmm. to the bottom of the seat. <coughs> and you have to and, do it. And you've got to do it. <laughs> Does it get easier, I suppose, now that you are so well known as a writer and you've had so many successful books? Is the pressure less... Or do you worry just as much, like this new book, The Wedding Party, do you worry just as much that it will be as well received as, say, your first book was? I think I had enormous fear with my first book. Um, and, and for so many books, bizarrely, as I've grown older and as, you know, life has changed around me, I I think less about what a sort of a, a a critic will say because ultimately there have been times when I've been harshly criticised and, and then other times when somebody said this is fabulous and someone once tried to turn one of my books into a film and I was going why that book there's no plot um, so I'm I'm more laid back about that I would love the readers to to like it and to to get something out of it. That becomes more important. Mm. Um, I remember years ago, Christy Moore saying to me, you make your judgment on the thing you've done and then you have to stick with it. Because if you, otherwise you just, you're, you're like this, uh, I don't know, flower in the wind, mm. swaying. So I'm very, I'm very proud of this book. And I'm also very proud of coming into this point in my life where as a, a, a woman and a writer, I'm saying I'm writing books about strong women who are and who are not always strong in the way that we all are not always strong. I'm writing books about women who go through various challenges in life and and come out the other side. And that touches people. Mm. And maybe that's my, you know, what I do. And that's important. And on strong women, because your new story, it centres around four sisters, doesn't it? Yes. And this big wedding. So the four wonderful sisters, I thought it would be fun to have this. um, I I love dreaming up the characters. I dream up too many characters. I have character diarrhoea, if that is not a rude thing to say when people are having their breakfast. Um, But I I keep inventing them. So this particular book has this very glamorous, tall, beautiful mother in her 60s. And she and her husband 
divorced when he um, his slight gambling problem meant they lost this beautiful, glamorous little hotel they had on the coast. And they have four grown up daughters. And then through some fit of madness, the parents decide to get married again. And adult daughters are going, is this a good plan? Is this a bad plan? So it's set around the week of the wedding and all the four, four daughters, one of whom is a politician, one of whom is a midwife, one of whom runs a successful business and one of whom is writing a book about their childhood. Um, we see the secrets and the lies and the fears and the anxieties and all the reality of the past coming out. I think a lot of, st- of what I write looks at we m- need to make peace with the past and we need to be strong within ourselves and love ourselves. And how much of your books, I suppose, are based on experiences you've had? I mean, like many people in this country, you unfortunately had a broken marriage recently, got divorced. I mean, is that one of the reasons you wrote about this or not? Um, not this, actually, not this particular book. Um, it's it's bizarre, really. I mean, what sparks a story is very, is a very weird thing. And obviously everything that happens to you changes what you write about. So so having had a broken marriage, you know, you can see things that you mightn't have seen otherwise, little subtleties here and there. But um, yeah, the, the, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of me in every book in the way that there's a lot of every writer in their books. It's mm. like this fine thread, but it's not necessarily their experiences. And I think, um, you know, it's a very interesting time to have, you know, to have written about this breakup and then these people getting back together again. And this is not reflective of my own of my own life. But um, there's a there is a good bit of me, I think, in in all of them. The biggest change in my writing probably was uh, happened 19 years ago, which uh, was my son's birth. I have twin sons and it is their 19th birthday today. Oh, I happy think, birthday to know, them. What happy, are their names? Dylan and Murray. Happy birthday, Dylan and Murray. Yeah. Happy birthday. I know we, were, we, we didn't get to do the cards because I was obviously running late and look, the stage in my hair. Um, but yeah, the most that was the most wonderful thing. I think for me, family, I love what I do. It's the most wonderful thing. But being a, a mother has just been the most amazing thing in my life. Did it change you? Oh. I, I know I, it sounds like a very simple question. And yet it's a key question, I think, for so many people. Did having your boys change you? And if so, in what way? I It changed me massively. I think pre-having my sons, I was, you know, I would have been sort of more anxious. I mean, I'm still, I have certain anxieties now, but I would have um, not fought for things. But suddenly you become a mother and it's like, I'm a mother, hear me roar. And it just, Mm -hmm. you click into something different and you know that everything that's ever gone before, you've got to set up life for these beautiful people to give them the best chance, to give them the emotional intelligence, to let them work out arguments, to to help them grow into beautiful people. And as as someone who is a feminist, I have raised two, and they are feminists themselves, (laughs) two beautiful, (laughs) strong men. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, and they learn it from us and they're not interested in 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 money and that they're hilarious. They we, we have great fun in the in the charity shops. Uh, we're the three of us were desperate for charity shops. We love it. Um, great, but good, kind, decent people who love animals and take care of other people. Kindness. 
And they're twins. And they're twins. I have twins. I love twins. They're twins? fascinating. Are they similar? Are they identical or non-identical? They're fr- fraternal and yeah. they're totally different. Totally, wow. totally, totally. It's an amazing relationship though. Isn't it the most mm. incredible? But 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 yours are, are fraternal, are they? Identical. Are they identical, mm. you see? But what about separation? You see, I think the separation, because my boys will be separating and... Mm. I, I think they say it's good as well. They'll an, stay close. An, no, I know. There's such closeness, but it's difficult. And the lovely thing is, and they obviously know is, you found love again. I have found love again. I know, which is completely wonderful. And I do hope he's listening at the moment. He's away. Um, a lovely man called PJ Davis. And um, he is a complete angel. And it was just, I was, I think when you, when your marriage breaks up, you're not looking. You're not going out going, Jeannie Mac, where will yeah. I go now? There's a, oh gosh, it used to be, I can't remember what hotel it is, on Morehampton Road. And I was in a taxi once and the guy, the taxi driver said, that's Sachs, Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's mm. Jurassic Park. That's the, the disco where all the old women go. And I went, that's a desperate <laughs> thing to say. So um, someone was... That's outrageous. It's outrageous. I should listen. Although at the same time, I did laugh because anything funny, I do have to laugh. Um, so when your mind breaks up, you don't think, gee, I must rush out instantly, you know. And You're too busy minding your children. You're too busy minding your children and making, exactly, making making sure they're okay and just trying to get through it because, you know, death, divorce, moving house, it's extremely mm. traumatic. Um, and it's it was sort of just chance, a, a dear friend of mine and a, their, whose daughter was a friend of the boys. And um, yeah, we just, we were interested in books and we used to have coffee and talk about books. It always comes back to books, basically. Which is lovely though. It is completely lovely. And we were away in, in France. We, we went on a canal holiday. Um, on the Canal du Midi, Ooh. which was lovely. But we got COVID. But apart from that, it was grand. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a crossword between us with the COVID. It was, it was fabulous fun. It really was. Great fun. And you've spoken about it before and you mentioned it there about how you deal with anxiety. I mean, is, some, is that something also, do you think, as you get older, Cathy, it's easier to deal with or you're just like you're more aware of it, you know how to deal with it or does it stay just as tricky? Um. I think there are phases when it comes and goes with any sort of anxiety issue and you know the things that are going to work. So it's a matter of going, yes, I need to do a bit more meditation or I, I have three beautiful dogs. I walk mm. my dogs. Being in nature, there's nothing quite like it. Um, I, I, loved, I love doing that. And crafts. I'm a great woman for crafts. I never actually finish anything now, mind you, but I, I, I crochet round things. I, I make the odd bit of, bit of jewellery. I'm at the moment halfway between messing around on a, a baby loom. I'm very bad. I'm looming my first thing. It's, we, we, we were discussing it. Murray said, do you, you could make a scarf. I'd say it's going to take quite a few bits to make a scarf. But anyway, it's, um, I love doing stuff like that in front of the telly or at night. I, I don't like to be sitting there doing nothing. I'm a little... And you were great on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I know you loved it, but did you... St- that A makes people so fit as well. I mean, oh. and do you stay physically fit? Because obviously physical exercise is so good for our minds as well. Totally. Um, normally I'm hugely fit. I do, I do reformer Pilates, which actually is so good for the brain and I, I do some glow yoga um, and I go to a lovely lady Eva Berg in Rathmichael who is amazing and um, and keeps me in shape so it's uh, yeah it's so good for the head I think anything that gets you and I'm, I'm very flexible which always sounds sort of weird when you say it but um, I have to, have to keep the flexibility up and of course you're an ambassador for UNICEF and you do great work there so well done Cathy Kelly your new book it's a great book The Wedding Party your 22nd published by Orion Fiction thanks so much for being my guest this morning Cathy and stay being super successful oh thank you so much Miriam and uh, stay listening everyone after the break we'll be talking to Mick Hucknell of Simply Red